One day we learned he had slaughtered millions in his holy wars, damned those at judgment who'd never heard his name, and carted most of humanity off to his hellish concentration camp for vengeance without end. Yep, God's definitely got some skeletons in his closet. Or at least we think so. The closet door is heavy. Stone-cold concrete. Six feet thick. Rusted, creaky hinges. Opening the door can be intimidating. We are faced with a dilemma. If we open the closet door, we might not like what we find. The God we thought good might be a fraud. The Father we thought trustworthy, a felon. The Jesus to whom we gave our lives, a facade. If we pull these bones out of the closet and take a cold, hard look, the God we have come to love and serve might not be found worth loving and serving. And deep down, we know our faith couldn't handle the betrayal. Best keep the door shut. And yet, with the door closed, we're left wondering whether God's goodness can really be trusted. Refusing to look boldly at the parts of God's story we fear intimidates us from following Christ without reservation and placing full confidence in His gospel. Our faith grows lukewarm and stale as we go through the motions of church services and verbal assent, while our hearts stay distant and unengaged. The irony of our dilemma? If we open the closet door, we might not like what we find out about God. If we leave it closed, we might not like what we find out about ourselves. Regardless, God's closet door won't seem to stay shut. Our culture is asking questions. From the latest Amazon bestseller denouncing the brutality of God, to the most recent New York Times editorial lamenting the inherent violence of religion, to one of many conversations overheard at the local coffee shop on why I could just never believe. This conversation is on our culture's lips. And this conversation is on lips more intimate than just our cultures. Our family and friends are asking these questions. From that son who walked away from the faith, to that mentor who one day realized she no longer believed, to the spouse who can no longer join us at church without feeling hypocritical, and that friend in our small group who doesn't come around anymore. Our preference may be to keep the closet door shut, but there are many around us who seem less than willing to respect our decision. And then, for some of us, there's that suspicion that surfaces as we lie awake at night, curious about the closet door and what lies on the other side. Our culture, our loved ones, and even we ourselves are asking questions, and we're often left unsure how to respond. Perhaps most surprisingly, God seems to want the closet door open. He doesn't accept our comfortable religion. He keeps sending prophets to churn things up. Jesus doesn't skirt the tough issues. He confronts us with them head on. Scripture doesn't hide the challenging parts. It proclaims them boldly. We don't need a secret access code or crowbar to pry the closet door open. God himself keeps flinging it wide open and inviting us to look inside. As much as we may keep trying to swing it back shut. We want that door shut, but God doesn't. Not only is he big enough to handle our questions, he wants us to bring them. God opens the door and invites us to look inside. My Skeletons I found God inviting me to open the closet door on topics like these early in my Christian walk. During my sophomore year in university, I had a radical encounter with God that turned my life upside down, or perhaps better yet, right side up. Soon after, I found myself excitedly sharing with a close friend in my dorm how Jesus' grace had transformed me and expected him to share in my joy, but was surprised when his first response was, 
So, do you think I'm going to hell now? I wasn't sure how to respond. I hadn't even brought up hell. It wasn't something that was really on my radar. Taken aback, I blurted out something like, I don't know, I guess that's God's territory. You'll have to take that up with them. While in retrospect, I think that was a pretty good answer, for reasons we'll explore later in this book, at the time I felt uneasy and insecure. Had I failed my test as a Christian? Was I supposed to tell him he was going to hell in hopes of scaring him into the kingdom? What did the Bible say about hell? Would God roast my friend like a Kahlua pig over a burning spit forever? I didn't want that. And if that really was the way God worked, how did that mesh with the radical grace and undeserved mercy of the cross I had encountered in Christ? The Skeleton of Holy War Next came Holy War. I worked for a few months on a Navajo reservation.